Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what you've been able to accomplish as a couple. Hi, my name is Leo Jean-Louis. And I'm Faith. And we are Millennial Debt Freedom Coaches. So uh, growing up with money, uh, I watched my mom work tirelessly like six days a week for as long as I can remember. She's been working six days a week. And even into her 60s, she still works six days a week. So while I emulated her work ethic, I vowed not to stay in debt because the reason she's working so hard is because she is in so much debt. And so that's kind of my money background and my money story. And yeah, so mine is actually totally different. I um, grew up, I'm from Chicago. Um, Right now we live in Atlanta, Um, but my parents actually, I don't want to say they weren't well off, but I mean, they did, they did pretty well. And I actually, I don't want to sound like a brat, but you know, I got everything pretty much that I ever wanted (laughs) (laughs) or anything that I needed. um, And I just had to ask for it and I got it. Um, And fun fact is that I actually got my first job when I was 23 years old and I had to like literally beg my dad for my job. Um, And so I went to school, I am a nurse practitioner, I went to school in Wisconsin, um, and I just always knew that in order to go to school, like you had to take out a bunch of loans, just a bunch of debt. Um, So that's kind of my background with kind of finances in general. Yeah. And so fast forward now, we um, are millennial debt freedom coaches because we've paid off $224,000 of debt in two and a half years. And so we have been debt free for since November 2019. And so you saw how our story started, but this is where we are now. So um, yeah, we kind of start with our money background just so you can see like the transformation. I love it. It's kind of like the little Instagram um, pictures where it's like how it would, you know, how it went and how it's going. So uh-huh. you know, that gives you the full scale because sometimes people assume that like, well, you know, they've never experienced any challenges or, you know, everything worked in their favor. So that's why they were able to achieve X, Y, and Z, right? Like there's people who, I mean, quite, quite honestly, just have trouble wrapping their head around it because it is amazing. Like what you've been able to do um, is is so amazing and kudos to you and congratulations um, for, for not only just doing that for yourselves, but then increasing your impact by teaching other people how to do the same thing and being so generous with information and, and um, posting regularly. I'll be seeing all the things y'all be posting um, to educate and inspire and keep people informed. Um, and I think that it's, it, I, I kind of talk about debt kind of like when you're rolling up on a theme park. So you see theme parks from the outside and I don't like Disneyland because I went there too many times, but it, let's say that it's like Knott's Berry Farm and you're, you can see all the rides and you can hear people screaming because they're excited. Um, and you have to first get in your car parked typically far away and walk all the way to get in line. And then you're like, oh my gosh, there's this huge line. And to me, debt is like, being outside of the park, having to wait in line to pay for your ticket. And you know, people are on the other side having a good time. Um, And then it's one thing to get yourself into the park. But once you get in the park, 
the joy is in having other people there with you. Like right. no one goes to the theme park by themselves. Beyonce probably doesn't run out of theme park to go alone. She's taking her crew. She's taking her family. So that's, you know, that's what it sounds like. And personally being debt-free as well. It's like, all right, like being in the theme park, it's better than you think for one. <laughs> and then how many people can I invite to join um, and come inside on the theme park too? And so I love that y'all have got that going. I know that you're doing, you just started recently another round of your boot camp, right? Yes. yes. So we are on our seventh Seven. boot camp since summer of 2019. Wow. And we are, between all of our groups, we are tackling over $7 million mm-hmm. of debt between all of our boot camp members. And to date, and you know, it takes time to pay off debt, yeah. but to date, in I guess less than two years, our groups have paid off over 700,000. I think 750,000 mm-hmm. $50, um, worth of debt. So we just celebrated our first member becoming debt free. And then another one who paid off 100,000 in 18 months. And so we get to share along in their journeys. And that's what it's really all about. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's crazy because it's one thing to pay off your own debt, but it's almost to the point where after you do it and you hear about someone else doing it, even if they're on their journey, you get just as excited with them, you know, knowing that they're committing themselves to the journey and being able to watch their progress. And so I'm I'm sure it's so fulfilling for you, like as they send you screenshots or they send you messages that they've, you know, paid something else down or when someone has completely paid off their debt like that's a huge undertaking because we live in such a society okay that normalizes the struggle um (laughs) that you celebrate right along with them and for you to be on the seventh round like that's that's really amazing (laughs) how do you I mean go ahead no I was gonna say a lot of people don't think it's possible Mm -hmm. so yeah you're right when we see people like with that light bulb switch Mm find out that, hey, they can do it. They just need a plan. Yeah, that's so rewarding to see people turn their lives around, um, to see them change their family tree. Like it's been uh, it's been a fun ride, which is why we do what we do. And I think it's even cool, like seeing just kind of the small accomplishments too. Like everyone looks at debt and is like, oh man, I have all this debt and it's just gonna take forever. There's no really no point in celebrating those small accomplishments, but it has been so cool to see that. Um, like if people, so we like have, we recommend something called a freedom meter, which is just like a visual way to track your debt. Um, and so when our past bootcamp, bootcamp members, like send us screenshots of different like debt payoff amounts that they've done, it is just so great. And so rewarding to see, cause we know that like paying off debt is definitely a marathon. Um, it's not a sprint. And so definitely on the journey, we really, really, really um, find how important it is to celebrate those small milestones too, and don't get discouraged along the way. So I love that. Yeah. I had a client um, earlier this week who I had kind of like a quick, a quick call with because midweek um, with money, right. There's this whole emotional side and mental side and all of that. We were chatting um, and they were like, you know, I've been they were kind of down on themselves, but they said, I've been, you know, eating at home and making myself breakfast before I leave the house. And I'm like, yeah, like I was screaming at the top of my lungs. That's a huge thing to revamp habits that you previously, you know, used to always stop at Dunkin' Donuts or used to always stop at Starbucks. And it's not like to be a part of necessarily the crew that's like, cut out Starbucks altogether. Like you must (laughs) 
you know, sacrifice your entire life. It's like, no, not necessarily, but I think it's more about the habits, um, learning how to change your habits up and then celebrating those small wins because it's all these little things that you do consistently over time that add up because you said it's a marathon, not a sprint to a year later, two years later, three years later, your life can look extremely different. One to three to five years later, when you're committing yourself to these small daily disciplines. So, for you, what were some of those things that you had to do on a regular basis, or something that you encourage um, your boot camp members to do in order to hit their goals? Um, so, for us, actually, I think a big one that we did was we, I don't want to say stopped eating out, but we like really limited eating out. And so, every day for work, we pack our lunches. And even though we're debt free, we're still packing our lunches Mm -hmm. because I mean, think about it. I think like the average lunch costs like $10. And so if you work Monday through Friday and you're going to lunch every single day, that's $50 and $200 in a month that can totally be used to accomplish your goals. So I think that's really one thing that we did. What else would you say? Um, I would say the first thing that we did is start with our why. Yeah. And so when we're talking about this massive undertaking that is debt to begin with, and a lot of people having hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Um, starting with your why, which is, you know, hard for people to, I mean, it's easy for people to just say, hey, I want to have a million dollars, right? But I think people need to dig a lot deeper because that's just an arbitrary number that we've been trained just to, you know, aspire for Mm -hmm. um, or aspire to. And so starting with your why gives you an end in mind, right? So you know where you are today. You are in tons and hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Your why is where you want to be. And so once your why becomes clearer, your choices become fewer and then the decision becomes easier. And so we tell people all the time, start with your why, and then the how becomes easier because you know where you're heading. And so that was one thing that kept us motivated on our journey and something that we had to refer back to like really, really often in order to stay disciplined. And then came the practical things Mm -hmm. like packing packing our lunch to work. um, Cutting cable. Cutting cable was another big one. Carpooling. Carpooling to work. work. Yeah. Yeah. All these (laughs) daily decisions and you know we named our business um freedom is a choice movement because of what you said it's like when we look back on our journey it was you know the choices that we made along the way that got us to accomplishing what we accomplished and so yeah there's power in choice and we make those decisions every single day whether it be money related or not like when you choose one thing you are simultaneously not choosing something else And so when it comes to um, money and debt, if you're choosing to do something that doesn't align with your goal to be debt free, you're essentially saying that, hey, I prefer this over debt freedom or financial freedom. Mm, Making or not making a choice is making a choice by default. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you just dropped some serious gems. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this myself. Okay, take some notes. But um, I, I want to go down a couple of different paths because there's one, the path of, you know, you being a couple and how are you able to get on the same page about finances and me 
I'm just authentic and, and transparent. Like me and my partner, everything's fine. We're great. But we're in therapy because we want to make sure that things stay great. Okay. We went through a questionnaire and it asked these questions about money. And I'm thinking, thank God. Like, thank God we talked about money as much as we did. Thank God that we were able to get on the same page and create a plan and execute it. Um, and, so that it, when I'm answering those questions, like, it was easy. Like, do you guys disagree about money? No. Do you consult each other about things? Yes. Have you talked about, you know, um, what you, what goals you have financially? Uh-huh. And so I can only imagine couples in turmoil because they haven't had certain conversations and maybe later down the line, you find out somebody's credit score is a certain, you know, you're trying to buy a house and it's like, you didn't know your credit score. Like, what, are you, what is this? So, you know, um, I would like to go down that couple route a little bit. But I would also like to go down the route of those who are feeling maybe really discouraged or there's kind of like this little inkling that they want to figure out how to pay off this debt. They know they don't like it, but they're just like, oh my gosh, this number is so big. Like how, right? Everyone's question is always like, how am I going to make it happen? Um, that, that would be some fun. But first with the couple situation, how was it that you started having conversations about money and how is it that you're able to continue to stay on the same page as you now build wealth? Yeah. So we started talking about money as soon as we started courting. And so I'll tell you a quick story. Um, we were courting and Faith um, would offer to pay for um, whatever it was, dinner, meals, whatever, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong with women paying. I'm all for it. But she wasn't working and she was in school. So I was wondering like where she was getting all of this money from and come to find out she had like $8,000 from Sally Mae just chilling in her bank. And I had already been paying on my student loans because I was like, um, I was already out of school and all that stuff. So I knew the effects of debt. And so I knew that $8,000 had we chosen to move further along would become 15 or 20 with you know the effects of interest and all that stuff. And so I asked her to return it and she was like, what? And she reluctantly and hesitantly gave it back. And that's when I knew she was the one. Huh. <laughs> right. I was like, she's a keeper. <laughs> but yeah, and so talking about finances early on were like, such a big part of our journey and us getting on the same page because you can you know decide to get married or decide to enter into a relationship and the two people are in completely opposite directions when it comes to money right. and so there's a thing called the one degree difference that says even if you are even one degree apart by the end, like after some time, you'll end up in a completely different destination. And so um, when it comes to money in particular, like that could be in the form of like not having the same goals for your money. Like one person is afraid of investing, one person doesn't want to pay off debt, whatever that may be, like those small differences, if not addressed early on, become major issues that could lead to um, money fights, which lead to divorce and all that other stuff. So getting on the same page for us was super, super important. And we started like as soon as we started courting. And then um, we also, um, it also led us to getting Faith a scholarship for her master's program. 
And so I think when we met, like, you didn't even know how much. Yeah, I like had no idea because, you know, I had my undergraduate degree from school. And then here I am in like nursing school, too. And, you know, I was just like, I don't know how to get to you go to school and you take out loans like that's just what it is. Like, I'll figure it out whenever I graduate. So I had no idea. So one of our like date nights early on is us sitting down and looking at like how much debt. I actually had and so writing it out on an Excel, Excel sheet uh-huh. and actually seeing the debt amount um, was kind of one of our date nights. And as like, you know, I saw that number, I don't even know, it was like 140 something thousand. I remembered. Whatever. <laughs> 144,000. Um, I was like, man, do I really? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, seeing that number was like, eye-opening especially because like I wasn't even anywhere near done with school and so I was like oh man I'm gonna have to take out even more loans Mm -hmm. um so it actually made me be like okay what scholarships can I find so that Mm -hmm. I can go to school either for free or significantly less um so one of our date nights actually was like sitting down and like typing out this essay for this scholarship, which I got, by the way, thank yes. God. So I got to do go up to my master's program for free, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that is kind of really important about talking about finances early um, and often. And I would say, you know, that probably wouldn't be like a first date conversation I would have, but like as things like start to progress and I don't know, you guys are starting to get serious or talking about potentially one day getting married, It is so important to talk about finances and how each person grew up with money and kind of what their goals are um, with money in general. Yep. And don't just talk money, talk values. Values. Yeah. And so that's really, really important. So even if the person isn't where you think they ought to be at that time, that's not like a green light to, you know, kick them to the side. Mm -hmm. It's like, where are they heading? What is the trajectory of their life and where they say they want to be because we're not all finished products so if the person is heading in the right direction talking about values can kind of help you see and then you know actions speak louder than words so once they say it with their mouth see what their actions are telling you as well so yeah advice for couples and people who are dating and married and all that stuff I know we'll have to do a separate like a separate um, episode with just like dating with debt. You know what I mean? Like here's your playbook (laughs) Um, for dating with debt. But I love that you mention it because everyone has to decide that for themselves. So you have to sit with yourself to know what your values are before you can communicate what they are to somebody else. And so I think that how many people, if you ask them off the top of their head, like what are your values are going to be able to just tell you off top. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that that's more than maybe a lot of people do, especially in dating people like see each other. Oh, you're attractive. You're attractive. Well, let's get together. And it's like, hold on here. Like we haven't even, we haven't even figured out like a lot of these things that really matter as far as compatibility and um, the ability to have a long-standing relationship, if that's what somebody wants. But um, you know, I love that you mentioned that you had these conversations when you recognize the potential for the seriousness of your relationship. And um, it may not be on the first date, but you may have uh introductory conversation because it's ongoing it's not just one chat you have these ongoing conversations that get deeper over time where it's like well what do you value or what what um areas of a relationship do you think really heavily will decide satisfaction and fulfillment then it might be like yeah money is one of those things and that's 
opening the door to having the conversation later on. And so I think people are like, we're just going to have this one huge conversation, like (laughs) where, where we have to talk about all this stuff, but Uh no, that's not how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. I probably would recommend like doing it in chunks, like small chunks (laughs) over time. And it could be, I mean, depending on the person and, um, their constellation of stuff that they're dealing with for someone it might be really anxiety inducing really embarrassing or guilt inducing because i'm sure that when you talk to people in the boot camp about you know when they finally see this number all together it's like oh oh and then feeling like is someone gonna judge me because i've literally talked to people that don't date because of their debt and i'm like i don't know about that but like you know we we might want to address this yeah that's a stretch i said that's a stretch Right. (laughs) But when you get on a plan, you have your values and figure out, okay, how do we make this happen? Then you can say, okay, well, if I start dating someone, I can communicate what I'm doing in my plan and, and where I'm going with them. So um, I guess that kind of leads us into the other part here where it is like, if someone is like, okay, yeah, this whole debt thing, you know, I've been following, I've been following the Instagram, the the posts, they, they're cool. They make me laugh or they kind of inspire me. Um, Maybe I should look at my stuff. Like, where would you tell someone to begin um, if they're starting to feel this itch? Like, maybe I need to focus on my finances in 2021. Um, I would tell them to one, um, don't, don't, um, how would I say this? I would say, forgive yourself of past money mistakes. So a lot of times people don't want to look at this stuff because it reminds them of decisions that they've made that have put them in this predicament. And so I would tell them to forgive themselves of past money mistakes. Today is a new day, a new opportunity for you to turn things around. And so I would tell them to start there. Um, This is not who you are today. This is who you were back then. And so start there. And then I would tell them they have to face the giant. Like in order to develop a plan of attack, you need to know what you're up against. And so I think about sports and how you prepare for the opponent. Like you need to know like the opponent um, all the way through. You need to know like what's the best strategy in order to attack it, but you have to face the giant. And so um, when dealing with large amounts of debt, I would probably tell them to just take it in chunks. So I would tell them, okay, you have $100,000 of debt, but we're not tackling 100,000 all at once. Let's focus on such and such debt. So whether that be a particular student loan or a particular student loan group, or let's say it's a credit card or a car, whatever it is, just focus on that one if you're really overwhelmed by it. And then, like I said, starting with your why, because it's easy for you to get discouraged even if you do start your journey because it's so long. And I won't be the one to lie to you and say that it's a fun journey because there has been a lot of ups and downs and crying and arguments and all this other stuff because it is a long draining journey but there are things that you can put in place to help you enjoy that process along the way and so um, I would tell them to seek out help if they need it if they don't think they could tackle it on their, their own like they may not be able to see some blind spots that they have and most of us can't And so getting yourself around accountability is a really practical thing that you can do. Joining like-minded individuals who are pursuing the same thing that you are because accountability increases the probability of success. 
And so that can be your circle of friends. If you talk to them about vacations, you talk to them about eating out, you should be able to talk to them about money. Mm. So surround yourself with people who are heading where you want to be, but you won't know if you don't have the conversation with them, right? And so I would say start there. And then like looking at the statistics. So especially as colored people, when you look at the wealth gap and you look at, I mean, things that were brought on not necessarily by individual actions alone, but by systemic issues, regardless of what those things are, um, we need to take personal responsibility as well for our financial situation. And that goes back to the power of choice. But when we look at statistics that say, um, the, I think the median wealth of black single women is like $5 compared to white people. That are 400, $400. 400 or no, yeah. I'm sorry, 40,000, was it 40,000? 40, yeah. Something like that. I think white women were like $40,000 and single black women were $5. $5. Something along those lines. Yeah. Or when you look at them saying like the wealth gap is expected to be zero by 2053 like those things should make you mad and so Mm -hmm. how do we change um the narrative it has to start with us and all it takes is one person so um and then that one person inspires another and then the chain the domino effect happens and so um we were created to do more than just live pay bills and die and so there has to be something that drives you to wake up every day to go to work like you work too hard to be struggling all the time. And so there has to be something to show for all of the hard work that you're doing. And so, yeah, I know I kind of went on a- Yeah, that was good. Tangent there, but good, yeah. Yeah, there's a- Yeah, even when you look at interest rates, right? The amount of free money, right? Because that's the cost of borrowing, the amount of free money that you give to other people that you cannot use to build wealth. And so all of that stuff is like robbing you of wealth. And so um, when I look at debt freedom, I don't just look at it as debt. I look at it as chains. This thing is holding you back Mm. from building wealth and Mm. changing your family tree and leaving generational wealth and legacy and all this stuff. And so, yeah, you have to get angry about that kind of stuff for you to take action. Consistently. you know? so, yeah, or else the cycle continues or repeats itself. So how do we break that cycle? If there's been a cycle of poverty in your family, like if you continue to do the same things that got you to where you are right now, there's nothing that's going to change. Mm. And so, especially if you have, when you bring kids into the picture, mm-hmm. like I think of generational wealth as passing the baton. So I ran track in high school. And so when I ran track and I ran the relay, like the 200 relay, 400 relay, it's like when I pass the baton, I want to make sure that the next person is further along than where I was. Or I put them in a better position, right, to finish the race or to get to the next part of the race. And so I think of generational wealth in that same regard. It's like our kids cannot be starting from where we started, mm-hmm. right? So if I started in $200,000 of debt, my kids can't be starting in debt. I have to put them like, they need to be starting from where I left off and where I left off needs to be like with wealth in my possession so that they can have a head start and they can have advantages and all that stuff. And, you know, we talked about the under, underdog story and we talked about how people like, people love the underdog story, right? No one, 
no one can say they don't like the underdog story. But I'm of the mindset that at some point, our, our kids cannot be operating off of the underdog story, mm. right? I want my kids personally to, you know, start from a place of privilege, start mm. with a, a gold spoon in their mouths, right? Because they should be starting in a much better position than where I was. And so, yeah, that's my little tangent about like why we do what we do and why we're so passionate about it. I love it. You know what? And you inherit the story, right? So let's say the Rockefellers. I don't really know much about them, okay? But, you know, the Rockefellers who are here today inherited the underdog story from the first Rockefeller who went through whatever they did to be enough to, for me to know their name, even though I don't know what they did or whatever the case may be. Right? <laughs> so your kids, <laughs> just being honest, your kids are going to inherit your story, right? And they can tell that story as a part of their lineage and their legacy. And, you know, when we think about creating new generational cycles, we have to keep in mind that we're going to pass something down either way. So just like we, just like we um, are making a choice when we don't make a choice, that we are passing down something regardless of whether we're doing it intentionally or not. So we might as well get intentional and strategic about what it is we're passing down so that we can put them in a better position of ourselves than ourselves because otherwise we're doing a disservice. You know what I mean? And so we wouldn't consciously want to do our nieces and nephews or our children or people that look up to us or see us or expose to us um, a disservice if we knew. And so I love that you mentioned just the why really is like we can harp on it all day, but it literally is going to be what snaps you into clarity in a moment where it's like, I really just want to keep driving past my job is what I really want to do, but I need to check. So I'm going to go in this building. I'm going to serve well. How can I, how can I get the most out of being here? How can I contribute so that I'm, you know, doing what I can to solve problems and be of service? Um, and then also, you know, be able to hit my own goals. And so I think that, you know, you speaking to the importance of that clarity, which the clarity comes from having the why, it just makes your life really easy. If you don't have a personal mission or vision for yourself or your business or your life, then you're willy nilly going to be swayed with the wind. So if society okay. says do this, then you're going to do it. And if they go over here and they're like, oh, don't do that anymore. Now do this. You're going to do it because you don't have anything rooting you or grounding you um, to keep you still regardless of what's going on outside of you. So I appreciate you mentioning that. And the, the accountability is key. I think it's like, if you have, if you tell someone about what you want to do, I think you're at like 65% higher rate of success. And if you actually have a meeting with somebody to hold you accountable, I think you're at like 95% higher rate of success. Yeah. And, and that accountability is so, so, so important. Um, but whatever it is kind of steering someone away, I would urge you, if you have this little tingle and you need to tap in, go ahead and let them know where to tap in and, and, and be able to be plugged in with what you're doing um, so that they can follow along and, and see your journey and how you're helping other people to transform their lives. Yeah, so we're mostly on Instagram on my account at leo.jeanlouis. So that's L-E-O dot J-E-A-N as in Nancy, L-O-U-I-S as in Sam. Sam. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're mostly on Instagram. That's where we put most of our content. So if you have any questions, definitely DM me. I would be happy to connect. Yes, yes, yes. If you have, this is the sign. Okay, y'all listening. If you feel something, some antennas, something spiritually in your heart or something, 
this is the sign that you need to get tapped in, maybe follow, send a DM. If you have a question, reach out um, because this is exactly what you know we seek to do is even if it's not us, we can try to point you in the right direction, have a book recommendation, um, recommendation to send you, um, another page to follow. So you're curating what you're consuming you know, intellectually. Um, and it's, I think that's you know, being debt-free, right? Um, puts you in a position to be able to serve in such a different capacity. And I don't know if you guys feel that way, but it's like, you, you're not motivated necessarily by money because you don't have this like wolf on your heels that you're trying to run away from. So you're like, yeah, like, I just like to serve. I just want to help people. You know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I say so much more is possible when you're debt free, like mm -hmm. opportunities that you didn't have are now all of a sudden, like, you're able to do things that align with your core values. And, um, and so, yeah, it opens up so many doors that you wouldn't even think were possible. And so being able to give, so that's a big one, being able to give generously. A lot of people don't even have margin in, your, in their budgets to be a blessing to someone else. And they're doing this for like their entire lives. And so, yeah, I mean, we can talk about this like for <laughs> yeah but um yeah so much more is possible when you're debt free and part of paying down debt debt is you know increasing your net worth as well and so you're you're changing things that um were in your picture that um weren't conducive to you being in a better position or being in a better position for your family and so I would tell people if they can to start with our ultimate freedom bundle that has my book where we share all of the details on how we paid off $100,000 of debt in 12 months. Mm -hmm. And it has a debt payoff calculator where you can calculate exactly how long it'll take you to pay off your debt, how much interest you'll pay along the way. You have a budget dashboard in there and it has the freedom meter that Faith mentioned in terms of like tracking your progress um, throughout your journey. And so I would tell people that's a good place to start if, um, for a do it yourself, um, person. So yes, grab the bundle y'all grab the bundle while it's hot. Um, mm -hmm. and I was so sad when I Googled got debt and it was already taken and I was like, dang, but I was like, I'm glad that they took it. Cause I was going to write the book. Dang it. I was like, okay, okay. I can't be mad. They're great. When was, when was this? This was probably maybe like a year, how, where, what year are we even in? Like a year ago or so, something like that. Okay. I was like, hmm, well. So I, saw, <laughs> so I saw a book called Got Debt Before. And, but it was so like old and I was like, you know what? That's whatever. <laughs> but it's like, I'm going to put my little subtitle on here and then call it a day. <laughs> do it. That's how you do it. No, I love it. So yes, y'all definitely have to make sure that you grab the bundle and get going on this journey. Um, know that people are out here, you know, without you even knowing, cheering you on um, and praying for you and hoping that you're able to get the courage and strength to start tackling, you know, um, this opponent and you don't have to do it by yourself. But if you choose to, then that's the starter pack that will help you get on the right track. I just want to express yeah. my gratitude and appreciation for just the work that you do for being a light in the world that is you know what it is and and just doing the work that that you feel called to because I think the more that people can find that intersection for themselves in their lives like 
globally, we would be doing better. So I just have to thank you for keeping me encouraged on my journey as well. Oh, uh, thank we you for the, that. yeah for your work that you're Definitely. doing, especially like I know we didn't mention the word mindset in mm-hmm. any of this, but a lot of what we talked about is mindset. Yeah. And so we thank you for the work that you're doing in that area specifically, because mm-hmm. it does start with a mindset shift. So definitely. Yeah. Also, I don't know, this has been like kind of pressing on me. So I don't want a lot of people look at Faith and Leo and, or just couples in general. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well they can get out of debt because there's two incomes. Talk about it they can just, you know, put it all together and bam, that's how they paid off $200,000 in two and a half years. But for those that like are single and you're not married, like you can still do this too. Like your journey doesn't have to look like ours at all. It doesn't have to take two years. Cause I mean, that's like, oh, that was ridiculous, but it doesn't have to take that. Um, but I do want you to be encouraged on the fact that you don't need a spouse to pay off your debt at all. Um, mm-hmm. It just takes a huge mindset change. And it actually, if you don't have a spouse, it might even be easier to pay off your debt, mm-hmm. honestly, because it takes two people that have to get on the right mindset um, to make it work. And so if you're by yourself, it's probably just easier because you can make the decision. Yeah, exactly. And then that's it. So don't feel discouraged when you hear like Leo and I story or just any other couple, um, like, oh, well they can do it because they're married and I'm not. So I can't do that. Definitely. You can do it too. Yeah. yeah. Two incomes also means double the debt. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that you spoke on that because you said it in a nice, eloquent way. Stop making excuses because oh. essentially you're looking for a reason why you are you should be off the hook and okay. why you shouldn't take responsibility or empower yourself. Now, you know this isn't blame like the blame game or whatever, but you like I signed for my loans like no one forced my hand or I had a gun to my head or like it was me (laughs) so even for me personally the language around like loan forgiveness is like the the connotation that I've done something wrong which that's a whole other conversation but for you to shift from this mentality where we are blaming or we're looking for reasons why we can't or um, don't have to do something to getting rid of the excuses facing the giant, looking at ourselves in the mirror, because sometimes the giant is yourself half the mm-hmm. time, um, so that you're able to to get on a plan to win because life is short, but it's long at the same time. So you want to, you want to figure out how you can kind of come to as soon as you possibly can, because no matter how old you are, doesn't matter what color you are, doesn't matter how tall or short you are, how much school you've had, you can do amazing things. Like we are all placed on the planet to do phenomenal work. And so I love that you mentioned that because it's excuses. Like you just need to be honest with yourself. You need to just, you know, um, Put on your big girl pants, your big big boy pants, mm-hmm. and recognize, all right, let me forgive myself for the choices that maybe weren't the wisest decisions. I didn't have all the information. I was right. doing the best that I knew how at the time. What do I want to do now? And who, what resources can I pull and, and kind of get in place to support me hitting this goal? So yes, I love that you mentioned it because people said, people, people have the opposite argument for me when I paid off my debt as a single person. Like, oh, well, you were single. It's like, 
you could come up with an excuse for everything. <laughs> oh, of course, absolutely. yeah. It doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. I digress. This is, I, I swear, <laughs> we could talk about this for hours. It's my favorite thing. But I just truly appreciate the two of you and um, your transparency, your authenticity, and how inspirational you are in, in sharing what you're doing and helping others. So I'm excited to share this podcast episode and um, for everyone to learn about it. But yes, if you guys have enjoyed this episode, please screenshot it. Tag both of us so that we know that you enjoyed it. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.